Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's going to be a great Tuesday night. We're going to chat. Tonight's one of those kind of nights, one of these nights, if you will, one of those crazy old nights where you are the star of the show. Love to talk to you because so often in sports talk radio or any kind of talk radio, I don't think we get out of the way enough. You probably know how I feel. I'll reinforce that just a little bit, but... This is a tone and a pulse of the city kind of day, and I do want to hear from you at 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370, fan text line and that phone line. But the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. With this, a lot happened. You guys already know I made a change at the coordinator position. Did not come to this decision lightly to be really transparent with you. It's just a personal belief of mine from a leadership perspective. It is my role to absorb and protect those that I work with. And this doesn't feel like that. Obviously, I'm not interested in assigning blame or deflecting in any way. It's more my natural nature to absorb, to be quite honest with you. I've been in this role so long, I'm quite comfortable absorbing. So just rest assured that this decision was not taken lightly. I got a lot of respect for Matt personally and professionally. It was not easy, but I thought it was necessary. Well, I thank you, Mike, and thank you for bringing us up to speed and being at least as candid, open, and honest as you can. We could talk all about the past, and I'd much rather not do that, or even so much as the present. The future is what interests me, but I'll get on board with the present if you'd like it, 412-928-9370. And here's the start of the show for me, right? Firing Matt Canada is just getting rid of the first problem. It really is. We've arrived at a point on this Tuesday, this uh, 21st day of November, 2023, where we all knew it was headed, and it probably took too long to get here. But we've arrived at a point where Matt Canada had to go. There were some certain things that were done. They moved him down on the field. They still didn't get the results. He was disrespected, it seemed like, since his time here and probably should have never got the job. But we've arrived now on this Tuesday night where Matt Canada does not have a job anymore. That's the present. The future is this, and this is a bigger story than what happened today. You cannot let the man who just spoke, Mike Tomlin, have full autonomy and authority as to who to select for the next offensive coordinator. You know why? Because Mike Tomlin, this is one of his terrible qualities. He's got a lot of great qualities. He's got a lot more great qualities than bad ones. But one I think that does him in and has done him in over the past 13 years or so and absolutely leads to the Pittsburgh Steelers not having the postseason success that they should is this. 
He insulates himself. He picks yes men. He has people around him that are easy, who are easy, to boss or people that aren't going to challenge him. This is now a case, if you're Art II, where it's okay to have Mike Tomlin feel uncomfortable. I'm not asking Art II to go out with any minority owners or majority owners or anybody else and say, here's the man you gotta have as offensive coordinator. But I would lean toward that rather than saying, so Mike, who's your guy? You can't do that again. And I don't necessarily know, although I think Clint Kubiak, who is the pass game coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, would be my pick. I don't necessarily have to be married to one candidate or another. But where I am with this process is very simple. If you look around the National Football League, and for me, it's kind of easy to see what veins through success on offense. What veins through success on offense a lot of times in this league much more often than not in the year 2023 is this, ambition, right? Somebody on the rise, trajectory, people who are trying to get somewhere. The Steelers are at a very important crossroad right now. I'll be 47 next month. This might be one of the most important crossroads they've ever been at in my life. I mean that. This goes right up there with who was going to succeed Bill Cowher. In some ways, the offensive coordinator is more important than the head coach. They are at a very important crossroads. They can hire, if they want, a retread offensive coordinator. Hell, what's Norm Chow doing right now? And bring him in and likely remain mediocre. Somebody whose name we all know that's in his late 50s or 60, and you say, oh, he's going to be safe. Or, and this is what they need to do, if they were to call me and ask me for advice, this is what I would tell them. Swing for the fence on a fast riser with ambition. Somebody who wants to be a head coach. And it doesn't matter if he's only here two years. It doesn't matter if he's only here one year. What matters is that he is somebody who is with the times, somebody who is trying to get out of here, somebody who is trying to be a head coach, somebody who has newfangled ideas, somebody who's not trying to just hold the football and maybe score 16 points and say, TJ, win a game. Cam Hayward, win a game. Defense, win a game. As much as you make fun of guys like Todd Graham, and we have in this town, That kind of template is actually what's right in football. You just can't be a scumbag like Todd Graham was at Pitt. You have to want to play with speed, 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 and, well, more speed. You have to want to score a bunch of points. So when I lay out the two kinds of candidates there will be, the retreads and the guys that you know, and, well, he's been an offensive coordinator since 1981 or whatever, and then the swing for the fence, fast riser, with ambition, on a trajectory to be head coach. There's no guarantee that the latter will work. There just isn't that you hire someone from the Shanahan tree and all of a sudden they're 35 years old and by the time they're 38, they're going to be a head coach somewhere. There is no promise it will work. But it's time that's the choice. It's time that's the person. It's time that when you draw 
that candidate up and the next offensive coordinator up, they fit that profile. Why do we never in Pittsburgh have that hot shot offensive coach? And I'm not just even talking about coordinator. I'm talking about someone on that side of the ball. The hot shot offensive coach who's got his baseball cap on backwards. He's got a pencil behind his ear. He's drawing up plays like a mad scientist up there. And he's younger than 40. When does that guy ever exist and have a polo shirt on with a Steeler crest on it? When does that guy ever exist and you see the wired up videos and behind the scenes things and he's laughing with the players and the quarterback? It has been under Mike Tomlin a butting of the heads or a bringing in a lackey. That's all the offensive coordinator has been in Mike Tomlin's time. So when I say that Art the two needs to step up, here is where he needs to step up. He needs to use veto power if Mike Tomlin wants to put in one of his guys, one of his old road dogs, one of the people that were, well, from a long time ago, a pretty decent offensive coordinator, but he thinks will offer stability. No, 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 no. What has to happen in that instance, because you know as well as I do, if we go by track record on the offensive side of the ball, that's who Mike Tomlin is going to recommend for the job. Someone like that. That's when Art needs to step in. Or I'll go a step further. Art's son, who will be president of this organization in the near future. That's when people like Art's son, Dan, need to step in, and Omar Khan need to step in and say, wait a minute, have you seen the San Francisco sideline? Wait a minute, have you seen the Houston sideline? Wait a minute, have you seen the Detroit Lions sideline? It is filled with people under 40 years old who look like they're playing chess. They don't necessarily all look like football coaches. We need to get one of those guys, or at least try. Now listen, I don't want to come across as sounding ageist. I don't want to come across as knocking people's names off just because of the age that they are. But what I do want to come across is someone who is able to understand a trend. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, to this point, have not been able to understand a trend on offense. You have to get in line and do the things that the rest of the league is doing if you want to have success. Or at least that's what it looks like. People say all the time, the NFL is, well, a gigantic copycat league. You could talk about that copycatting in plays. You could talk about that copycatting in travel itineraries. You could talk about that copycatting in just about any sort of realm of your organization that you want to. It's time the Steelers, who were once leaders in this National Football League, play a little copycat. What does the Miami Dolphins offensive staff look like? You know, maybe we got to get us one of those guys to come in here and he looks like he's playing a video game and maybe he gets confused with the ball boy. But you know what he does? He doesn't dial up 40 swing passes a game. He doesn't forget about the middle of the field and it actually exists. What he does is he gets the ball 
moving or at least tries his damnedest to play with some, dare I say, speed, 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 and more speed. That's where the Steelers are right now. It's not about today and getting rid of Matt Canada. That was always going to happen. Always. Whether it was today, whether it was around Christmas time, whether it was when the season was over. That was done. Matt Canada was simply walking through this season to the gallows. And he's found them early, late in November. What it's about now is moving forward and the people inside that organization, inside that building on South Water Street, who are truly making the decision. It can't be a decision where they go, hey, Mike, who's your guy? Because we all know what that'll look like. 412-928-9370, that's your number. It's 412-928-9370. Like I said, I'm getting out of my own way and your way, and I'm going to hear from you coming up a lot between now and 1030. Uh, Mike DeFabo from The Athletic, he joins at 7. Jeff Hathorne, he joins at 8 o'clock. A lot of your calls next. Again, 412-928-9370. Twitter, that's a great tool, valuable tool on a day like this. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Your call's next. I don't know. I'm a little... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. A little bit different in so much as I think Matt Cannon was terrible as his job at his job as offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Simply didn't score enough points. I there is a line though, and it's you just gotta hear it when you hear it or see it when you see it, of like dancing on someone's grave. And I I don't know. I'm not real big like he's still a human, albeit not an easy guy to get along with and not the nicest or He's a very prickly kind of guy. He's still a human. I don't know. I'm not real big on, yes, he's out of town. He sucks. Get out of here. Yes, yes. Like, it's not, for me, it's not as big a celebration as it is a turning of the page today. And now, what is next? Like, you can actually root for someone to not have their job anymore or to uh, their contract to run out or even get fired. But I don't know. I'm. It's. I'm not the guy that jumps up and down and yells and scream and plays cool in the gang or whatever whenever that happens. I just kind of keep it moving because, I don't know, again, I kind of find it not off-putting, but everybody has their own way of dealing with things, and I'm just a little bit different. But I am glad the Pittsburgh Steelers finally came to the conclusion that their offense needed a different voice. But I'll say this before we get into the calls at 412-928-9370. I hope I'm proven 100% wrong. 
I really do. I hope I'm proven a thousand percent wrong. But until I'm not, I could see it going like this. We get a press release sometime this summer, right uh, in the offseason, after an exhaustive and comprehensive search, the Pittsburgh Steelers have promoted running backs coach Eddie Faulkner to offensive coordinator. Right? right? Like Until they prove to do otherwise, why should we believe that they're, well, going to do otherwise? My man Troy on the mount. Hi, Troy. What's going on, brother? Um, interesting day. Very interesting day. The Steelers, I think, made the decision that was in the best interest for their organization. But, like, I'm not a grave dancer kind of guy. I don't feel bad for Matt Canada because you know you know the line of work that you get into. But, like, here's where we are. And for me, it's much more important moving forward. See, I'm, I was shocked, utterly shocked when I heard the news. And it's – to me, this firing has so much more to do with Kenny Pickett than it ever has to do with Matt Canada. He is the safest what. person in the south side right now. I, I'm. You say Kenny uh, Pickens is the is the is the safest? Absolutely, without question. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why I completely disagree with that. Tell me. At least I think for until the end of this year. Okay, so before this point, I believe that the Steelers looked at it and said, "No matter what, we all know Matt Canada is not coming back next year. We knew that. They knew that. Um, we're going to let Kenny finish out the year." Hopefully we'll get a new coordinator next year and we'll see what Kenny has underneath him and be able to evaluate him a little bit better. I think they're watching Kenny Pickett's play and they're watching his inaccuracies and things that they're really starting to get concerned about that they go, you know what, I don't think we can wait until next year. I think we're going to get rid of Matt Canada. We're going to throw some different concepts at him, some concepts that uh, Sullivan used to do with uh, the Giants and uh, Victor Cruz. We're going to do a little run and gun. We're going to see if he can make these accurate throws, these 20-yard digs, these 30-yard corner routes. We're going to see You can't change the offense in such a small span of time though. Especially you when can't you're change the offense, but in in the works of the offense, there are four or five shock plays that we don't have that are now going to be incorporated you, in to be like, listen, we're going to have Deontay on a 25-yard dig route down the, down well, the middle. I agree with can you. Can you make that throw? I agree with you, and I can tell you one thing that will happen. You could take it to the bank. Whenever there's a quick change like they used to under other offensive coordinators, i.e. A, uh, a turnover, they will throw it deep on first down, or they'll try to make a big split. They never did that under Matt. You remember how many times Roethlisberger did that, Troy, where you would have a takeaway. Uh, Ike, well, Ike Taylor never caught interceptions. That's a bad example. I wonder. So, I always wonder if he checked to these plays. Right. But, but do you know what I'm talking about? You could count on a bomb coming right after a fumble or right after an interception. It's just what happened. You try, when you stagger them, to knock them the hell out. And Matt Canada never had a feel of the game like that. He just never did. But I'll tell you something else that's a danger here. And Troy touched on it a little bit, but here's where I disagree. I think this is a danger. When the Steelers miss the playoffs this year, or they get drilled in the first round, it's now going to be spun by the national media how Tomlin was hamstrung with a terrible offensive coordinator, but still was able to go 9-8 and eight or whatever. That's going to be the national narrative. Oh, my gosh. All the tumults in Steelerville. Everything that went wrong. But look at what Mike did getting them the 9-8. and eight. 
And Tomlin will again escape the reality that he's a big part of the problem. He not only had Matt Canada hired, hired, he re-upped him. So that's one of the things that I fear. And the other part about it, Kenny almost, Kenny Pickett almost gets a pass for the rest of the games this year. I th- that's not what I say. That's how the Steelers are going to look at this situation, right? In so much as this. Well, he had to get used to a couple coordinators. Well, there was big transition in the middle of his season late in November. Well, so no matter how bad he plays, I think he's going to be safe going into next year because it's going to be one of those two things. He's either going to play okay and they're going to say, well, see, he got it together, or he's going to play bad and they say, well, let's see what he does with the new offensive coordinator. Like they want me, I'd go a different direction. I'd bring in offensive coordinator and draft the quarterback. A hotshot offensive coordinator and draft the quarterback in the first or second round, and that guy's my guy. The Steelers just aren't going to do that. But they have to change the mold on the guy that they're going to hire. Danny's in Franklin Park. Hi, Danny. Yeah. I just don't think it's a good idea to promote within on the offense. I don't think that they should promote Faulkner or Sullivan. I would agree I, with you 100%. I think they need to bring somebody new in. I would agree with you. As offensive coordinator and then go from there. Well, thank you for your input. I would agree. And I'll tell you what. This looks more and more when they moved Matt Canada to the field. Like it was a warm up the band a little bit and see what these guys can do calling plays. I truly do wonder, whenever Matt Canada got moved to the field, exactly how much yank he still had, exactly how much power he still had, exactly what he was really doing with the offense. Doesn't it look like a soft launch into, well, push him down to the field, and if something doesn't go really crazy for two, three weeks in a row, he's gone. And the other part, don't forget about Glenn Thomas and all of this. This is a guy who is really going to be instrumental here. And a guy who has had Matt Canada looking over his shoulder the whole time. He's an offensive assistant. He's a guy they brought in here. They didn't bring him in here because things were going great. He was a college guy and a guy who's been at a bunch of different places. He is someone who is going to be instrumental moving forward. Now, again, I don't know what the rest of this season means anyway, but he was at Temple, he was at Baylor, he was great at Baylor, he was at UNLV, and he was at Arizona State. And he's kind of that quarterback guru. He's kind of everything that Matt Canada always wanted to be and never could be. And I really keep in mind or keep an eye on him. Rich is on the road. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, I've been bear hunting for, I don't know, three or four days. I've been up in the mines. I haven't had the fan on the radio. I'm driving back home, and I hear all this stuff about Matt Canada getting fired. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, wow, what a shock, right? The Steelers have made a move midseason to change a coach. My right? friend my friend Paul got a bear this year. He said, and he texted me, he said there's only like 1,800 get taken or so, or 1,900, a, a black bear he got a couple days ago. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was he hunting at? Uh, I would say Potter County, maybe. Oh yeah, Potter. That's a that's a good place to get get bears. Yeah, it was yeah, for him. A lot of them up there. Yeah. Well, there's one less now that Paul was in the woods. Well, that's right. Well, mm-hmm. he did better than I did because I didn't see any. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that's no good. So, what do you got? Well, you know, 
So here we are, and I'm kind of with you. Like, we need to get a young, up-and-coming, uh, you know, offensive mind. Mm-hmm. But, boy, wouldn't it be something if they hired John Gruden? No, it wouldn't, because you just said that they want in a, a young, up-and-coming offensive mind, and John Gruden's 60 years old. On top of it, and thank you for the call. It's been wonderful talking to you. Do you really think that an owner who has championed the Rooney Rule and, an, well, has it named after him, and an owner who has talked again and again and again about the importance of minority hiring and giving everybody a chance in this league and really been in the forefront of that is going to bring in a guy who's tied to racist emails sent to the commissioner. Like, I, I just, I don't see that happening. And John Gruden isn't that mold. He isn't that innovator anymore. He's not that guy. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, he was. He's just not that guy anymore. And I think people in town, you do what you want, but I think too many people in town still think John Gruden is chucky and 45 years old. He's 60. He, that's not old, but it's not. This is a young man's game, conceptually and what's going on. And he just ain't that guy anymore. On top of it, he's tied to racist emails. And he would be working for, well, Mr. Rooney. And those two things don't fit into place like a puzzle all that well. We'll take more of your calls coming up next. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Is Kenny Pickett in a real safe place? Or is Kenny Pickett in more of a tenuous place after today? Let's tackle that. And again, we'll take your calls all night tonight because a lot of people got a lot to talk about and they want to say a lot of things. And you can do that at 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. Yeah, it is what it is. Guy wasn't good at his job and he lost it. I'm not going to throw a gigantic party or yell and scream. It's just life continues to turn. So does the globe, right? Uh, it. I just hope they get the right guy in here. I'll tell you what today is huge for, though. I, I'm more excited for to get home. I, I, today, I have vacation for a week after today, and I can't wait. It's like I put in my vacation time at the very beginning of the year, and I always take like time right around Thanksgiving because it's fun to sit around and not eat turkey. I'll get into that a little bit later. But I can't wait for tomorrow or maybe even later tonight. I might stay up late tonight now that I don't have to get up early tomorrow, really do much tomorrow. And go back through KDKA and WTAE and WPXI online because they, they reappropriate everything that they do on the 6, 4, 5, 6 o'clock. Hell, they got news all day on those stations. They reappropriate it on their website, and I can't wait to watch the man-on-the-street interviews because today is a day that is phenomenal where they will send some reporter that doesn't cover sports normally down to Market Square or down to Smith, as long as it's not like Smithfield and Strawberry Way where people have tents, like somewhere on Smithfield Street or or somewhere, just somewhere, the Ross Park Mall, right? And they'll say, hey, what do you think about the firing of Matt Canada? And then they'll have people that are like real football fans and they'll get real in-depth. And then they'll have somebody, you know, I don't know, some lady from Wilmerding. And she's like, well, you know, my husband said he wasn't doing a good job in that. And now it's all, it's perfect. And the stores, you know, I bleed black and gold. The, the man on the street interviews for the local news on days like this are so great. They're almost a Saturday Night Live skit. And I can't wait to watch them a little bit later.
Anyway, can't wait to talk to you now. 412-928-9370. Does Kenny Pickett have firmer ground under his feet right now? Or is it more shaky? I think it's firm until the end of the year, or should be. And then it should be shaky. But I'm guessing it's probably firm. This this might be a case of them being married to him at least through next year. What's is kind of interesting. John's an Imperial. Hi, John. Hey, how's it going, Colin? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a couple of things. I think the biggest takeaway from the Canada firing and the thing I'm most excited about is I think it. I think the hourglass has turned now on Kenny Pickett. Now next year they can't use the excuse, well, we want to see what life is like without Matt Canada. So at least we get that clock ticking. I'm, I'm fully in the camp of Kenny's not the guy. So I'm going to make a prediction for next year. I'm going to see what you think. But week one, our starting quarterback will be Justin Fields, and our offensive coordinator will be Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, let's tackle him first. Well, because Fields, I don't think they'll spend the money to bring Fields. Cliff Kingsbury is an intriguing name, okay? And Cliff Kingsbury, as we all know, is somebody who can get an offense moving and get it done and push him up the field, all that kind of stuff. But with Cliff Kingsbury, here are the places that he's coached. Houston, College Station, uh, Texas Tech, Arizona, and USC. I know this isn't a big deal for some people, and I know it's the NFL, but I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You think weather might be a big factor for the guy? Good-looking guy, full head of hair, model girlfriend, all that kind of stuff, and he's still getting paid a gabillion dollars by the Cardinals and some money by U.S. And he's working for USC right now. So it's some of those things factor into it. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't seem to be the kind of guy, even though it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, because he's got a ton of money, who says, hey, let's up and go to Pittsburgh. Like, listen, I love it here, John. But did you see the weather today? It was 48 degrees and raining. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Southern California. Right, and he just doesn't fit the mold. On top of it, I wonder how much he'd want or would have success and know this, working with a guy like Mike Tomlin. Unless Mike Tomlin gives full autonomy to the offensive coordinator and allows him to offensive coordinate, and unless he brings in somebody who he doesn't view as a yes man, this will never work. Rob's in West Mifflin. What's up, Rob? Hey, no, how you doing, Colin? Uh, I'm a thousand percent with you, man, what you were saying about the young offensive coordinator, man. That whole sideline looked like they're just all, I don't know. They're like they're just veterans, retired dudes getting checks, man, besides coaching with the Steelers. But if you look on the staff now, and we all, we've all been saying it, nobody on Mike Tomlin's staff has ever got hired to be a head coach. Forget it. For, stop there for a minute, Rob, because I want to talk to you about this. Forget being hired to, to be a head coach, because that's a difficult proposition, right? There's only so many of them in this world. But even when they're brought in here, nobody seems to have ambition to want to move on and to even be that mold like they're going to be here for a little bit and we're going to groom them to be a head coach somewhere else. Nobody fits that mold. Yeah, at all. At all. Like I don't even think there's anybody even close. You know, so I'm with you on that. And then another thing, 
I think Kenny has the rest of the year, man. And like you said, you would wish you wish they would get another offensive coordinator and draft uh, uh, another quarterback. I wish they would too. So my, I'm, I'm thinking, hopefully, these seven games, he got to show something because he's. He's regressed so bad, man. You're right about that, and thank you for the call. This is where, this is where for me, the Steelers stepped out of the Steeler way today. They fired a coach in midstream in November, got rid of the offensive coordinator. They haven't done that since 1958 or whatever, right? They never do that. But I hesitate to be fully on board and to be fully sold on. The Steelers are going to start to do everything different. Like, I I can't believe that's going to happen until I see it. And what I mean by that is this. I think they'll march Kenny Pickett back out there to start next year, no matter what happens this year. I don't think that should be the case if you're asking me to make a decision, but I don't think they can fully get out of the Steeler way. And the Steeler way in regards to this is, well, we got to give him another shot. It was chaos last year. He never got his feet underneath him. Matt Canada was the coordinator. We made a mistake. We got to give him his just due. And we're not, we don't have to pay him that 50-year option yet, so it really doesn't hurt anything. They don't understand. One thing that they won't get to, to the point, they've started to do some things differently. They won't get to the point where they act in full, um, in full hurry-up mode. In full, okay, Josh Rosen mode, like some other organizations. Not that it helped Arizona. They knew they had the first pick that next year, and yeah, they were going to figure out a quarterback and get Kingsbury and their quarterback in there, sure. But the Steelers will never operate like that. They won't. They, They won't fully get on board with the happenings in the rest of the league. Chris is in Blahnox. Hi, Chris. Colin, perfect segue, and I'll rapid fire this. What the Steelers did today turn their stomachs they've they've never done it so going off the reservation and bringing in someone who's young and energetic I don't think they can get to that point so what I think they'll do because the Roonies like their contracts they're extremely loyal they don't like losing money they will bring in a collaborative effort to develop the quarterback which Canada didn't do Mm -hmm. someone to call plays which Canada couldn't do and they will try and put a team around him for the next year, year and a half, to see if if we can do this. Otherwise, you cut bait, which they're not going to do. No, you know what it's going to look like, Chris? You know what it's going to look like if you ever went to a golf tournament practice day? Like Team Tiger. They're going to have 35 people around Kenny. His nutritionist, his own workout guy, his play caller, his masseuse. It's going to be like that, right? I don't. I totally agree with you. They're, they're, they're going to say, let's make sure. If, if you're telling me i got to draft another quarterback, how do we prevent this from happening again? Because not, not only did we lose three years, we might lose another three years. So they're going to they're gonna make sure that they have a team that is – and, again, Tomlin might be begrudgingly accept it because he likes yes-men. But they, I think Art will make sure that they have a team that makes sure that if we're in the, in the business of a new quarterback – we're not going to be repetitively in the business of a new quarterback like Cleveland's been for the last 25 years. Right, and here's the, here's the say, real truth, and I'll let you finish, but here's the real truth. The Steelers didn't sell the future for Pickett. They never had to tank, and they didn't swing huge right. on a draft day trade. Right. They didn't have – so this is as easily extractable if he isn't good the next seven games as it ever will be. You trade, you cut, Agreed. you demote him for good in the offseason, and all you really lost was, well, two years of football, and then you get your next quarterback. 
but they're too stubborn to do that. And 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 again, it, this this turns their stomach. And the last thing I'll say, because I'm not from Pittsburgh, but I, I listen to you guys all the time. You, you talked about how aggressive they were in the draft. You talked about how aggressive they were in the in the off season. I, I just don't think that the Steelers will. I think this has a lot. This has Omar Khan's hand uh, fingerprints all over it. The fact that he was able to convince the the club to to do that at the draft, to do it at to do it at uh, in the off season, and to have this firing, I think I think this has a lot of Omar Khan attached to it. Well, yes, and thank you for the call, Chris. Plus, like here's a deal: Matt Canada was walking to the firing squad. That's what was happening from now until uh, January. They just so happened to assemble the guys and they took up arms a little bit easy and a little bit earlier than was expected. Like, Matt, there was nothing Matt Canada could do short of pretty much winning out and the offense going all of a sudden have 400-yard games to keep his job. That just wasn't going to happen. Tom's in the North Hills. Hi, Tom. Hello. Yes, Tom. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I would think that uh, maybe Brian Leftwich would be a good hire. How about his cousin Byron? <laughs> Byron Leftwich. Uh, yeah, I think he would be a good hire. I mean, he used to work there anyhow, and he worked with uh, Tom Brady, got in South Tampa Bay. Right. And Tom Brady, for me, it felt like that Byron Leftwich was Tom Brady's handpicked guy. And I think anybody who's followed football or anybody who looks at that situation understands that Tom Brady was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. And Arians delegated some of the offense to Leftwich, and there was a lot of frustration when uh, when all that situation went away. I just I don't think that Byron Leftwich is this slam-dunk great offensive coordinator like some people make him out to be. I see. Well, it was just a good idea, but uh, thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Well, thank you for making it. 412-928-9370. I think we have to get out of, and some people never will, but I think we have to get out of this default mechanism where, okay, what's his tie to Pittsburgh? All right, has he ever, does he know the Steeler way? All right, has he ever slowed down on his way into the tunnel from the airport? Right, man. He whoa. Does he eat fries on his sandwich? Like we we kind of gotta get away from that and find best available. The world is smaller than ever. It doesn't have to be Pittsburgh centric anymore. And I got the Clint Kubiak is the guy. He's the guy, or someone like him, but he is the guy. Shanahan Tree, passing game coordinator of the 49ers. If he can be part of that team that has made Brock Purdy into what Brock Purdy is, why can't he either make Kenny Pickett into something better or the Steelers' next quarterback into something good or a third uh, line item here, make the offense into something that at least tries to resemble the San Francisco 49ers. We walk away from football seemingly every week and say, wow, look at what the 49ers are doing. At least did the past couple years. Wow, look at what they do. That's a guy who would instantly try to deploy tactics exactly like that. Mike DeFabo, the athletic. We'll talk to him at the top of the hour. Fan weather right now. It's kind of miserable out there. 
But it's brought to you, happily enough, though, uh, by Sun Chevrolet. Check out the red tag bonus sale going on now through December 4th and visit sunchevy.com. Tonight, cloudy with showers, low of 44. Tuesday's rain going to continue through parts of Wednesday morning, high 48, low 37. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.